I'm rolling now. I want, I want, so I want you, you guys, all on your best behavior. Always. This is, Always. This, yes, is de- this is deeply solemn. So I don't, I don't want any mucking about. I don't want any funny games, Michael Haneke kind of stuff. No torture. Put off the torture <laughs> till there's a there's a time and a place for hideous action. And unless, torture, as we unless the episodes are FFF as Yes. <laughs> no. Opposing the, the government and opposing the Conservatives, I'm afraid it's the whole left who the wants to tighten their control. They want the to sideline the moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about the nature And of course, we know that the hard left are famously any dissent whatsoever. We know who the hard left are, who associate with the hard left. You just said that we were right to right wing. Hard left printing money, nationalisation without no, that's exact that's the kind of malarkey. The, uh, I was saying we don't we don't want no it right now. We want we want okay no malarkey. We want to forget that left wing penis Joe Biden for a second as well. I wish I'd thought of another phrase. Tough. <laughs> don't want to hear don't want to hear that name. That is Noel Gallagher, by the way, who called uh, Joe Biden a left-wing penis. <laughs> I, 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 when I saw that he and Matt, I saw he and Matt Morgan had done an episode called like War, and, uh, it was like two hours long. I was like, okay, I gotta gotta get the official Noel line on the war, and it's like, thank fuck that Jeremy Corbyn didn't get it. <laughs> uh, in addition to like, yeah, he did. Was like, unfortunately, they got that fucking left from penis. White House. Um, so yeah, bring, that was bringing the tone down. We're gonna bring the tone up. Put the mood down. Okay. So, solo. solo. Have a minute of silence. <laughs> I can do it. Can... <laughs> like insert bong rip noise in there. I was waiting to see if one of you said something. I didn't think you'd actually take me up on on a minute. I was taking a big dab hit, but it's just not as noisy as a bong. So and I, no, I heard it. I heard I was, that. I, that was all. Well, I was I trying to be as respectful as possible without knowing good, quite good. what I was supposed to be respecting. That was an interesting experience. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess I've been doing kind of just a, showing uh, your abstract just, notion of yeah, respect. respect. Hashtag just, respect. I want I want poppies on everyone. I want the largest poppy <laughs> just, that I just, can just find, and I want to em- emblazoned on the side of my house and tattooed on the side of my face. Just a minute silence, just for the joy of silence, or to try and do like a. Uh, we, we've done like a, a punk cover of, of John Cage. <laughs> Have you ever shown respect to respect? I want. 
concept. four minutes and 33 seconds. No, no, silence. just down to one minute. None of that, none of that prog <laughs> shit overflow goes on and on and on. <laughs> Fucking one minute. <laughs> yeah. Straight to the point. Uh... No courts in the truth. <laughs> <laughs> play on the classic 2019 van morrison album there so now that we're, we're all back on our best behavior i want to explain why this is a, a time of such solemnity now it's come to my attention yeah i've always been somebody who when the facts change my views change, you know. I'm not just going to keep pursuing the same failed ideologies over and over again after, say, they've been violently crushed by a counter-revolution, after they've been defeated by legitimate means and proved themselves unworkable. I don't keep flying that flag, that white flag, possibly a red flag, I don't fly any of those flags in in this instance. Okay, so it, it has come to my attention that those of us on the left, the hard left, the anti-imperialist left, we've been wrong about some things. We've we've made some bad calls over time, uh, in a way that I would say is unique to our political tradition. We have got. I would say possibly the worst record on foreign policy of any political tradition in the world, regardless of how many times we've actually held any kind of state power or anything like that. So yeah, I just want to repudiate uh, anti-imperialism, socialism, uh, and indeed any criticism whatsoever of Western foreign policy. I want to renounce my previously expressed views in those areas and I want to denounce those views in those areas still expressed by others and I hope you guys will be willing to join me in saying that actually Britain and the US were right to invade Iraq I've been wanting to say it the whole time I've been on this show, I was just worried about how it was going to go down (laughs) it's what we've Uh, all been thinking cancel culture of the left is really terrifying and uh, silencing voices that disagree you know (laughs) yeah 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 exactly which is why all left wing media needs to be banned for uh, having dual loyalties uh, and uh, being traitors who are on the sides of our enemies I mean it's the only way to protect genuine free speech if you think about it yeah, and I want to take back our previous sincere support for Vladimir Putin, which as leftists we, we feel we very much agree with his um, old... We, we have in the past very much agreed with his old-school Soviet-style communist ideology. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, no, no laugh. I had a bug in my throat, uh, yeah, so it was definitely not a laugh. Yeah. yeah, I think you better mute that mic and take care of that uh, frog in your throat there. Not that we would ever want to have any part of the, the hated French in our throats after their failure to sufficiently support the glorious liberation of Iraq from the tyrants who freedom prize. from the tyrants Hussein, Ben, and Galloway. <laughs> So, yeah, I wanted to do that bit because there's been the usual round of will you condemn, will you denounce, 
Will you take back <laughs> what you previously said? And as ever, there have been some people who have said, Yes, I will. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I would advise them don't do that don't repeat the unedifying spectacle that you just heard on this podcast (laughs) because uh, i'm gonna let you in on something whatever putin does it does not make the west a benevolent force in the world (laughs) and i i I don't see why anti-imperialism as we know it is compromised by the actions of a right-wing president who we never actually supported in the first place. Although, you know, obviously, we did joke a lot about supporting Putin, and again, this is not the time for jokes, this is not the time for humour, this is not the time for any kind of dissent, levity, or critical thought. So I would like to apologize for every time that we ever joked about Vladimir Putin supporting him, being funded by him, or anything to <laughs> or, that or indeed about working out of or the indeed Kremlin. About anything else. This is now a joke-free podcast from this day forward. Yes, <laughs> I would like to apologize for all the jokes we have ever made, especially the ones made by Farage's fucked face. Although simultaneously, like Keir Starmer at the DPP, whilst I take full responsibility and apologize for all those jokes in a way that should garner me a lot of kudos, I actually was not directly involved in any of those jokes in any way, so I can't be held responsible for anything he's ever said. Exactly. Got got your ass covered both yep. ways. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> I realize I just compared FFF to Jimmy Savile there. Look. <laughs> <laughs> sure he'll dig that. Slamming my coffee down because I mean business. And also, I am now hopped up on coffee. <laughs> so, Liquid crack. Let's go. Liquid crack. That would probably taste horrible. Uh, Yeah, liquid most drugs, really. Uh, Liquid weed would probably be alright, I think. Weed's pretty alright. Weed tastes good in all contexts. Yeah. No, I don't have flavouring. Weeds, weeds, <laughs> is weed just not a flavour? Pure weed beverage. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I have eaten pure THC resin, and it's not It's not that nice. Well, I, I haven't done that. So I defer to your wisdom and experience in this regard. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about the death of anti-imperialism again. Have you guys felt any pressure to recant... To say I'm sorry, to distance yourselves from the Stop the War Coalition, anything like that? Uh, I've actually I've been radicalized by this war. <laughs> yeah, didn't it's you say really you're good. getting your news from like the China state media now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, I didn't mean um, to cut I've you been... off. Yeah, explain your your political journey slightly more. I've started reading up more on theory. I've been reading on like uh, Lenin and his ideas surrounding imperialism. Uh, nice. It's really been an elucidating experience. Uh, That's what we need I've... on this show, because for a while I was reading <laughs> yeah. quite a bit about politics, and then it just became like the in-depth facts and stuff I'd have were just about 60s and 70s <laughs> rock again. <laughs> so, yeah, great. I'm, I'm glad that you're bringing th- some theoretical heft back to our show. You were telling me yeah. that the China Global Television News 
network cgtn that you've been getting your news yeah. from uh, which is the english language tv press department of the cpc it's pretty good so far uh more neutral than rt or <laughs> the ukraine stuff now <laughs> look i don't support like the bands on rt and all that but i'm gonna say it's probably not hard to be more neutral than them on <laughs> the current situation in ukraine but you say it's still yeah. very pro-russia compared to anything in the west yeah, well, it's it's it, it, it's very in line with China's formal stance on the issue, which is like a principled neutrality. Well, interesting. I uh, don't really know where to get my news now that all my Russian sources have been uh, suspended <laughs> from social media. <laughs> well, RT, like you say, obviously it's not neutral, but it it, it was very good for getting the other side's view on things it, you could rely on it to be anti-western mm. uh, pretty much across the board so if you watch both western news and rt you could kind of usually piece together a reasonable like idea of what actually happened yeah <laughs> so it, it is a loss it's totally a loss to ban rt across youtube and everywhere What's the status of the ban? I believe YouTube willingly took it down worldwide after the EU banned it. Because I saw in their territory. I saw that Abby Martin, who presents the Empire Files, which is a really informative show, that I think is Al Jazeera rather than Russia Today, but uh, that's that's a really good show about uh, U.S. imperialism around the globe mm. and i saw that this other show that i think maybe she did in the past uh, on rt called breaking the set had like 550 episodes taken down off youtube and i know Oof. that like <laughs> in countries in the eu i'm just gonna see if it's the case for the uk now uh, if you try and go on rt you can't there there's a uh, on twitter there's a little um sign that says like this uh account is restricted in uh, the european union yeah because like i well I, i'd heard rt had been banned in the eu and but for a few days you could still get it on youtube like their live stream oh uh, really yeah. it was only Yesterday, or you can still they um, took it down. You can still view their Twitter account in the UK. It's not, it's, it's not been banned in the okay. UK, has it? I'm not it was sure. the, it was either the EU ban or a ban in a specific country, which I think was France, that the transmitter was in, that basically stopped it transmitting uh, in the UK. Right. But then YouTube have separately banned it, which was the main way I think people were, were getting around it. Yeah, cause, yeah, I knew. I'm I, just having a look now. I knew it stopped. RT. I knew it stopped transmitting in the UK, but I didn't think it was like banned by the UK government because I remember Keir Starmer had said something like, "Oh, we need to ban RT," and Boris Johnson had slapped him down like, oh, "I think Ofcom should take care of that, not politicians or something." Maybe Ofcom did take <laughs> care of it. I don't know. I can still get RT's Twitter feed here in the US. I, I just think, not their YouTube. Yeah, I think it's in the EU that their Twitter feed is restricted. I mean, i got to be honest, yeah. I don't go on RT very much, so I, 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 that's why I've had to check this now. I always think when stuff is getting declared beyond the pale, I just kind of think... I don't, I don't want to use the phrase cancelled, because I think there's a difference between the cancellation that a lot of people suffer, which is... You know, sometimes people's careers are over whatever, but sometimes it really is kind of quite superficial. It's just like a shitstorm 
that temporarily happens. (laughs) So I think there's a difference between cancellation and literally being like banned by the government you know <laughs> but but right. when but when something is kind of being officially declared beyond the pale i'm just i always just kind of think compared to what because <laughs> i think there's continually just rotten stuff on the bbc yeah can, can we still get like oan and what's it all those right-wing channels on youtube yeah probably i mean as long as they're not explicitly pro putin or whatever because i mean some people have been banned from some social media sites under like the pretext of basically just something yeah, it looks like one american news is still airing live on youtube but you can't yeah, it's, it's weird. Uh, yeah, as long as they're not, like, found guilty by the social media courts of, like, furthering enemy narratives or whatever the fuck the criteria is, then they'll they'll be fine. Yeah. They can keep pumping out eugenics. There's some weird stuff going on on, on you social can just media. See like, us. I think it was Facebook and Instagram announced, just the same ownership, obviously, they, they announced that they were essentially waiving or weakening their rules on death threats so long as they were against russians um yeah or, yeah, or, or I saw like, that. yeah, yeah. it's mike gapes's yeah. world we're just living in it um, <laughs> that's incidentally been the law on elford south social yeah. media for quite some time yeah. <laughs> twitter as well seems to have been clamping down on people tweeting factual stuff about like the azov battalion the nazi wing of mm. the ukraine army because some Russian propaganda accounts are focusing on that. But it is true, and they are real and bad. And if you're banning everyone, but sanctioning and making people delete tweets and stuff for tweeting factual content about them, they're still still going to be Nazis when when this war is is over, should it end well or not for for Ukraine. Yeah, I've seen some, like, American journalists who've spent the last few years doing the bold anti-fascist work of, like, doxing some truck driver (laughs) from Utah or something, like, uh, (laughs) who are now kind of saying, hey, don't point out that there's, like, Nazi insignia on that soldier's uniform. That's a what about a right. that's an irrelevance <laughs> considering how the west loves to pretend it's just a few nazis it's impossible to take a photo of a group of ukrainian soldiers without at least one nazi symbol <laughs> uh, showing up but it's funny that literally the, the nato account posted one for international women's day where they were <laughs> <Yeah>. wearing nazi <laughs> insignia <laughs> uh, oh so many liberals being like oh what it's just a cool symbol <laughs> Nobody except for nerds know that it's a Nazi thing. This isn't like a swastika. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's what they're relying on. It's a dog whistle. People might be slightly overstating how many pieces of Nazi insignia there are on the uniforms of Ukrainian soldiers because the actual, like, logo of the Ukrainian military looks so much like the Iron Cross. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Apparently, uh, they love Boris Johnson in Ukraine. Because he's, he, oh, yeah? he's sent... Is he a big Zelensky yeah, oh, yeah, supporter? Yeah, well, because well, Britain's sending guns and, uh, uh, like, sweaty 50-year-old pink-faced <laughs> yeah. men who, who have come to fight in the cause. I saw one of them was like, I came to give my life for Ukraine, and they turned me away. 
Although, oh my god, that thread that The Independent did where they were talking to the various people, mainly from Britain, who were volunteering to go and fight in Ukraine on, on the side of the Ukrainians. And there was one guy who was from Israel, and he was like, oh, yeah, I plan to parlay my experience from my military service in the IDF into defending Ukraine against the Russian aggression. And just the replies were all like, yeah, I don't think Putin sending children with rocks mate <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 there's this one guy i read about a british afghan veteran and he oh hi yeah cute sorry i got distracted there ba- baby um, stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway yeah he, he went to go fight in ukraine he got bombed by the russians and while he was injured the U- ukrainian security guards found him and they thought he was a russian spy so they beat the shit out of him uh, and left him for dead and he crawled to some hospital <laughs> and, and, and recovered but he was just saying how this was not at all the military experience Experience he was expecting from Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... it's a little different when they've got air superiority. Well, well, actually, uh, it might be good to bring Geraint in on this because the former Labour MP Paul Sweeney <laughs> posted this video of these Russian oh, soldiers God. basically doing what I did at the start of this episode and renouncing and denouncing. <laughs> I always think both of those are generally applicable yeah. in whatever situation. Situation. Anyway, doing that for Russia, and then they like panned out from the main guy who was speaking, <laughs> and the guy next to him had just had the shit beaten out of him. Three of them. It was, he was the guy in the middle. <laughs> it was ha- yeah. actually I laughed just because com- of like how the comic timing was, it was, it was like you say, not in a cheery way, but the one Bleakly the one guy funny. was like a black eye. And he's talking and talking and talking and sounds fairly convincing. And then just the pullback and reveal, there's two pals who just look like they've taken a heavy beating five minutes before they've been rolled out. Yeah, it looked like there had been Geneva Convention violations going on. I don't know what Russia are doing with the Ukrainian prisoners they're taking, but I've not seen a comparable video. The the idea is it's against the Geneva Convention to broadcast basically anything, any footage of POWs for a number of reasons. Yeah. The main one being you, you can't ever be sure that it wasn't obtained under coercion, even if they were all spotless. The guy sounding convincing, he may have meant most or all of it, but we can't be 100% certain because he is literally still their prisoner right now. Well, presumably yeah. right now, but certainly at the, the yeah. time that the video was, was taken. But also as well, even if the guy means it 100% sincerely, hope he does, hope they treat him well and so on, but his face is now known as... They were not his face is, No, his face is now known as a traitor to every Russian pro-war patriot in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if yeah. Russia do win yeah. this war, which unfortunately is a reasonably strong likelihood given the strength of their military and the complete lack of actual support from NATO, you know, <laughs> he is going to have to flee the entire region because every fucking Russian pro-war person is going to want him dead. He is a traitor. He is the worst thing they could be to them. 
and they've put they've made him famous. They've put his face everywhere doing that. It's irresponsible, even if he's a hundred percent sincere about everything he says and has been treated really well the whole time by by the Ukrainians. Yeah. But Paul Sweeney's yeah. just like, no, yeah, yeah. I think he's sincere. It's fine. That means it's not against the Geneva Convention. So there is just this gaggle of cunts, Western yeah. journalists, just over there to line their fucking Patreon accounts. I mean, you know, there's there's no way in hell that there are quite a lot of Ukrainian journalists well versed on the tension between, now it's more than tension but the the long standing tension between Ukraine and Russia that speak perfectly good English that any western outlook could use as a source or that Oz if he has to go out there could look to fucking partner with and help him connect with stuff and, and help tell other people's stories there's so much that could be done there but instead what he's doing is going on GB News and shit and saying, we the Ukrainian people, meaning him, Oz Katerji, and his fucking alcoholic English journalist mates, and, and taking time out in between was... to shout at whichever trash future presenter has annoyed him most that day, which is the same as he does in London. Oh, yeah, like. I... He's on, yeah, he's on Twitter a lot. It was funny, actually, in one of his GB News interviews. He was like, yeah, yeah, this is happening, that is happening, that is happening. I'm getting all this from other sources or something. He was just like, uh, yeah, they bombed this from this place. Of course, I haven't left my Airbnb, but you know, <laughs> just <laughs> dropping in these little hints that maybe he's not quite as on the ground as he did. But the absolute peak of this kind of posturing war tourism was when John Sweeney posted this video of himself just, like, hiding in a bomb shelter or something, and there's, like, an air raid siren going off, and he's just, like, frowning at the camera, like, proper, like, Stephen Pollard's old profile picture, (laughs) half his face in, half his face out, kind of middle-aged man selfie camera angle, and he's just like, I've got a message for you, Mr. Putin. Massive long pause, like when we tried to do minute silence earlier. Like, <laughs> Mr. Putin, fuck off. <laughs> I, I, I almost died, just like it was like he was revving himself up to like say, fuck off. And he said it in the most petulant way as well. It wasn't just like a confident fuck off. It was like, fuck off. <laughs> it was just like, stop, stop being mean to me. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> it's like walking down the corridor at school and a, a, a rotten egg hits the back of his head. and like, Fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Oi, Sweeney, you bald cunt. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there is a certain class of grifting journalists out there and you can say, yeah, I mean, I mean there is undoubtedly real war journalists both from ukraine and from other countries out there doing the work getting the facts to the people however oz Katerji is much more qualified than any of those yes. people by virtue of a determination to prove that his past support for western war crimes is justified <laughs> Basically, he's hoping that if Britain or America drops a couple of bombs, this will 
somehow get rid of Putin and it will prove that he was right about Syria all along and if the UK and the US had only bombed Syria into the ground and fucking torn Syrian schools and hospitals apart and killed a lot of (laughs) Syrian people that the humanitarian crisis in Syria would have been completely averted, Assad would have been taken care of and ISIS would never have gained any kind of stronghold in the country. That's basically what he's hoping. I personally, I don't see, I don't think you can entirely join all those things up. But there is a consistence to his bloodlust for <laughs> uh, Western war crimes. Yes. Just stacking bad takes on top of bad takes at this point. Uh, that's enough about our podcast. It's <laughs> 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 like a new tagline. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I've been getting some really funny promoted ads on Facebook, by which I mean ads by, like, I guess, the Israeli tourist department. <laughs> oh, that's some good target right there. <laughs> Come see the Dead Sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, some, they somehow found out that I cancelled my holiday to Ukraine. And so I started getting these Visit Israel sponsored posts on there. The sun the sea, the sightseeing, the culinary and the history. You can't say you dirt uh, see more. So I, I should have screenshotted the full post there so I could read you this. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> Israel is now open. It says, easy to enter, difficult to leave. <laughs> Show it. It's, um... it's difficult to leave. Uh, especially if you're Palestinian. <laughs> You may not be able to get out because you have been imprisoned. I, I've never have seen such intense security to get out of a country yeah. uh, as in Israel. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I love, I love that. Like hard to leave, and it's like, yeah. I mean, it is a kind of like walled off country, you know. <laughs> it is a fortress. Yeah, a state. fortress state. Exactly. <laughs> that is exactly the phrase I was looking for. But yeah, that's just been funny to me that I've been getting so many. Uh, like promoted ads from israel recently yeah <laughs> especially considering like i must like the occasional like anti-israel thing i'm just thinking because like i know what my politics are just assuming i like the occasional post about how israel is bad on facebook and they're still like fuck well, it. you can't spill anti-israel without israel <laughs> it's like yeah fuck <laughs> it let's just promote to as many people as possible but actually, um, there was quite a funny line from the Israeli state on the Ukrainian conflict the other day. Israel's quote-unquote mediation between Russia and Ukraine apparently boils down to PM Bennett suggesting that Ukraine should surrender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Zelensky did not take Bennett's advice. No shit. I fucking hate this fluffing up of, of Zelensky. As like this hero, yeah. you know, Zaddy Zelensky. Yeah, um, <laughs> lots of people talking about how like was he the voice of Paddington? Is that it? Yeah, yeah, he's a big like comedian. He does stand up and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not as I bet he's not as funny as Donald Trump. Not at all. No. No. 
<laughs> and he's not winning as hard as Donald oh, Trump. Oh hell no! It's just weird. It's just weird. The fucking fandom of him, you know. It's like because he was a celebrity before he was a politician. People have taken that as leave to just treat him as a celebrity. Like ima- Im- yeah. imagine, it- well, it's the Giuliani yeah. mayor of New York, mayor of America <laughs> phenomenon. He's Ukraine's mayor. Forget president. Like Im- Im- imagine, imagine we made Matt Ford like prime minister, or or even even just like uh, he ended up a cabinet minister or something. <laughs> yeah, but there's going to be a point where they decide that Wes Streeting is actually not Blairite enough to be the next leader, <laughs> and they draft Fordy in. <laughs> yeah, they, they just they just take his pro Blair tweets about like not having his trousers on or whatever they were. What a, what a tweet! I am wanking over Tony. I mean, there were about six tweets, <laughs> yeah. but it's the same as he had about six tweets like that. Liberals just need heroes don't they really believe in that whiggish great man theory of history and they need a personal figure to latch onto in the form of Zelensky here it's the same as they make all these comparisons between reality and say the Avengers or Star Wars like Putin (laughs) is the empire and we are the rebels we're gonna win plucky good guys yeah Harry Potter is oh yeah yeah although probably slightly less popular now yeah that's a that's a bit more British specific luckily increasingly Continued efforts to disgrace herself. Yeah, American libs have rightfully shamed JKR a bit more than British libs. Because she is no holds barred insane. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at her... The last tweet account, even she's escalated quite a lot further than she has previously. It's so bad. Oh, I saw she tweeted something. At a oh, rapid a rate. Full-blown, like, single-issue turf disease, which... Like, she said, happens. like, if the left wins, then we'll get rid of Women's Day or something. I, uh... <laughs> I actually, uh, I'm close personal friends with her her butler, uh, and he tells me that Mr. Ro- <laughs> Mr. Rowling has been uh, unable to sleep at night due to the unbelievably loud sound of the worms eating JK's brain. <laughs> Mr. Rowling has been unable to sleep all night due to saving that as his designated hours to tweet as Brian Spanner who he is. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Anonymous sources yeah, say. Some people yeah. believe that. That is hilarious, though, that she's proper, like, going off at Keir Starmer. Like, the number yeah. one. It was like instantly. Who the it was like he made a half. The, he, well, he made a fairly good statement <laughs> on, like, trans rights, and within about. Good by Starmer standards. It was just like, well, yeah. it, the, the, yeah. this is for law, and I happen to agree it, with well, the law. It, it, it <laughs> was like, better yeah. than what he was saying like a month ago when Rosie Duffield <laughs> tried to force the issue. And yeah. yet, within about two, three hours or something like that, Rowling was like posting through it, like, just like Starmer, you bastard. And this is this is the Ed Miliband test now. Wherever Ed Miliband would do anything half decent, he would then get just battered in the press by all the old Labour right-wingers and, and right-wing journalists and that, and would cave immediately. So I, I've got a feeling that, that Starmer's going to do the same, and then within about a week or so, he's going to start doing questions for both sides on how they conduct the debate and all this, which will piss off both sides. It will actually like lose him more votes than just picking the right side and sticking to it. But that's Starmer, isn't it? Yeah, he's a maybe, maybe man. he'll finally, for the first time in his life, he decides that the law as presently constituted is not inviolable. <laughs> just stick to the rules. 
The rules, the rules-based international order of NATO. <laughs> you see, he met up with Justin Trudeau the other day, because oh, I guess Trudeau was in town for a NATO meeting, was yeah. he? Some shit like that. Uh, but it was, it was like in Holland. He wanted, he wanted to find the liberal world leader who was more racist than him. Say what you like about Stalin. <laughs> to, to our knowledge, he's never won literal blackface. Not yet. Uh, he's at least never been photographed. To, to our knowledge, to our knowledge, that is smart. You want a guy who is who knows when not to be in front of a camera. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying know, that Keir Starmer. I, I think he'd be doing a lot better if he knew when not to be in front of a camera. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's statement. always he's, looking bizarre. He's, he's tried well, to, I was going to talk about his official photographer like a thousand times, but he just like pops out of the bushes and take, gets a photo every time of him like looking awkward as fuck. Yeah, yeah. The photographer's like, like oh, sorry, my union is community and stuff. <laughs> like, oh shit, I can't, I can't stand up to them, the most powerful union in the country. I can't fight them. <laughs> <laughs> but actually there were some great pictures of Starmer and Trudeau's summit. I obviously I sent it to Luke Savage straight away because I knew I knew he'd It's like a, it's like a big budget it. remake of the Gapes Pelosi summit, isn't it? Oh, we, we, need, we need more star power in this one, but the same vibe. <laughs> Trudeau tweeted about meeting with Boris Johnson and with these various other actual world leaders. He, he didn't think to sully his Twitter account with mention of Keir Starmer. Also, every other major political figure that Trudeau met on that visit, no mask. <laughs> Starmer, fucking double mask. Mask like sellotape to his face just in case he breathed in a, a couple of Starmer germs. The most unhygienic man in the United Kingdom. Meanwhile, the Chad Jeremy Corbyn <laughs> meeting the new president of Chile with a mask on, but like down, not over his nose. Yeah, it's like, I was telling you dub- about doubly that. Doubly freaking out all the FPP dickheads, because one, he's acknowledged that South, South America is real, which they, is one of the things yep. they hate the most out of him. And two, like, don't you know children are dying? Jeremy Corbyn is personally murdering children. down slightly, and we already know he's like anti-vaxxer because he's repeatedly encouraged people to get vaccinated. (laughs) I lose track of where these centrist conspiracies come from. No, no. Well, thankfully we got Big Peter Oborn, fucking king, to (laughs) to tell tell him where to get off. Just don't ask him about any social issues ever. So long as you do that, he's a journalist (laughs) in Britain. The man whose career has gone from political editor of the Telegraph to, like, Daily Mail columnist to regular columnist for Middle East Eye. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking king, honestly. But yeah, he wrote that good piece about how uh, Corbyn has never actually been pro-Putin. What more can I say? Oborn said it all in the piece. It was very good, and as ever, you've had... Like, David Aronovich quote-tweeted it like, I'm doing all very well, but have you considered... Corbyn does support Putin. It was just like the most splenetic, like, I have not seen, read the article, I just saw red kind yeah, of quote tweet. Yeah. If Corbyn hadn't spent all those time doing terrorisms that I've previously accused him of. <laughs> yeah. I genuinely love that Jeremy Corbyn has like single-handedly turned David Aranovich from the Mr. Sensible, actually I'm going to debunk every single conspiracy theory I ever hear. That is the thing I'm known for. They invite me on TV to do it. I wrote a book about debunking conspiracy theories to like believe in about 30 of them. 
but it's fine because they all involve Jeremy Corbyn or the left. <laughs> Someone on Twitter posted a really funny picture. It was it was quote tweeting one of these weird cunt accounts uh, <laughs> at Corbyn thoughts. Sounds good. <laughs> Angry thoughts. Yeah, Corbyn is in this person's thoughts constantly. I have one mutual with them in John McTurney, <laughs> uh, and uh, and their, their, the their river, the Twitter username. Yeah, their Twitter username is anti-activist. What? Um, <laughs> That's the most centrist username ever. Honest centrist username. I hate activists. (laughs) Destroy activism. (laughs) (laughs) Very Burkean. Uh, It reminds me of a Gapecast line where Gapes postulates that Miller should invent for him a giant anti-activist hoover (laughs) to hoover up activists inconveniencing gapes by protesting in Ilford South. But this fucking loser is just banging on about Corbyn. Blah, blah, blah. Corbyn anti-Semitism. Blah, blah, blah. Zelensky. Blah, blah, blah. And then at Socialist Crow quote tweeted them for me of this person crying in the shower with like in a big thought bubble with them of a picture of a laughing Corbyn. <laughs> 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 Which is really at this point, I mean, I still, you know, Corbyn is on my my mind very much because he's the best political leader of my lifetime i still support him as a figure in politics even if he's not leader of a party anymore these people really do think about him all the time like two and a half years on from him losing an election it's, the years will tick on and they will still be talking about corbyn like every day defining themselves against him and it will always be for the foreseeable future their rationale for why we can't have anything better than whatever miserable shite the likes of Keir Starmer and Ed Davey offer the populace it's just like well Corbyn because otherwise it would be like yeah, no, we should spend more on public services obviously and now but they've got a whole thing of like no, we shouldn't because Corbyn would do that. <laughs> imagine if Corbyn got in, guys. <laughs> I mean, speaking of the imagine if Corbyn had got in, have you seen the latest by our old friend Dominic Sandbrook? Oh man, is, has he written another so, counterfactual? So you know, you know, you know, he's previously done such great articles as imagine if Jeremy Corbyn had won, how terrible things would be. He's I done do. an, an exciting new original piece. What if this pair had been in power now? Yes, the world looks bleak, but things could have been even worse if voters hadn't rejected Corbyn and Trump, Dominic Sandbrook writes. Uh, I have no time for these conservatives who pretend that Trump is not the most effective embodiment of their politics. Like, fuck you. Have some respect for, like, the guy who furthered your goals more than anyone. The article itself is boring as fuck. (laughs) Basically libels fuck out of Corbyn and is like, yes, Corbyn said this anti-Semitic thing and did this anti-Semitic thing in this fictional version of history. If he he was like that, you'd have lots of real-world examples you could cite in actual articles. But his, his Trump, the, the weird thing is like his Trump impression because he does a bit where like Trump is pro Putin and then switches when he realizes how hated he's becoming to be an anti Putin, but not convincing anyone. And that bit where he's like Trump tweeting anti Putin stuff is he's fucked up. And he's he, instead of doing Trump's distinctive online voice. He's done Mike Gapes's. So, so <laughs> Trump's position. Trump's Wait, re- oh, set, oh, I'm going to read I... these out, okay? And oh, yeah. send me the yeah, article. Right, okay. I think we need a real Gapes whisperer. Yes, yeah. You, you're the best at the voice, and, and these <laughs> these need it. So I'm going to send. I'm going to. We need the best. Right. 
Uh, what is that? What Dominic Sandbrook looked like? I thought he looked, he'd be way older. <laughs> no, 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 he's 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 not old. I don't think he's really old at all. But he's like got Tory head. Where where is is um. <laughs> He could, he could he look he, like this at age he, like He could 17. be ten years younger or thirty years older than he actually is, quite easily. Um, <laughs> just that sort of prematurely balding, but like keeping just enough hair to distinguish him from the bald centrists. It's like the the, the driving gloves <laughs> hair, and oh, yeah, he's a prick, man. He's an absolute prick. But anyway, anyway, read the bet. Read the bet. Trump's reaction to all this hardly inspires confidence. In a spectacular reversal of his previous position, he spent last night firing off increasingly (coughs) furious tweets, accusing Putin of being a loser driven mad by his own Botox! I too have a nuclear button, read one broadside, but it is a much bigger and more powerful one than his, and I have a much longer table. Then, just hours ago, came Trump's (coughs) final message, announcing that he was putting US nuclear forces on DEFCON 2, the highest level short of war itself. We are ready for action, he wrote. And if I have to reduce Russia to a nuclear wasteland, I will. It looks like one already. <laughs> yeah, like they're they're so they're so just like the impotent fury of of gapes. Like uh, Trump does impotent fury well, but it's it's a very specific uh, vibe to it. I love how even, like, fictitious, terrifying Jeremy Corbyn is just really reasonable. Like, I call on NATO countries to stand down their troops and work with the Russians for a peaceful resolution. Yeah. What a monster! It, 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 what it, an evil it, man! If you scroll up, he's like, yeah, and this was after Corbyn met with Putin, like, 15 times and said Russia did nothing wrong and all that. You know, stuff like he's, like, repeatedly spent over 20 years doing the exact opposite of with regards to Putin. Oh, yes, he jetted straight out there and was his friend and main ally in the world. Basically, he's making out that, like, uh, a Corbyn Britain would be the same as, like, the actual real-world Belarus is now. And there's just nothing in common at all. This is a really long piece. Fucking hell. (laughs) Don't don't, don't bother reading. Don't don't bother. It's exactly the same as his old shit, except he's trying really hard to be like, ah... Trump and Corbyn, two sides of the same coin. Well, Daily Mail readers are going to be reading that, being like, "What the fuck? How dare they? Like, how Trump? Trump is so much cooler than Corbyn." <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I really think right wingers like misjudge their audience when they do that kind of stuff. I thought that it might be funny if we talk for a minute about our friend Rachel Keir Murph. She's blocked me today, despite not engaging with her at all for ages whatsoever. uh, So she's done, I think she's done a Marie LeConte style, find one or two people that have really pissed her off and block everyone that they follow. But then you've you've dodged That's, it, haven't you? That makes you've me dodged it. Yeah, that makes me think that I've missed a really jokes anti Rachel Weirmouth tweet but, that I should have been liking. I don't think I've even uh, liked any tweets about her recently. Like, I... oh well, I definitely have. Yeah. I'm, so, um... <laughs> maybe, maybe, so maybe, maybe Charlotte Nichols let... has been in her ear at the book club. Like this guy got numbers written to me the other week. <laughs> Block him. 
No, I guess if you've got the chop and I haven't, I'm the acceptable face of the hard left. (laughs) Yeah. No, Len McCluskey called her out yesterday because she said that he'd like... She repeated some anonymous source saying that he had bankrupted Unite. And he pointed out that Unite had like ten times more money than it had when he became its general secretary. Oh shit, no, no, I know Um, exactly what I've been blocked for and this makes a lot of sense. So Len Len McCluskey did a tweet basically saying Rachel Wilmoth got it wrong again, the the source was wrong and what have you. And Lee Harpin, our old friend, is in the reply is saying, (laughs) why attack the journalist for reporting what a source has alleged? And I, I liked and. some of the tweets in replies to that, such as Lenin's Linguini saying, don't you have a rave to be crying in the corner? Or, oh, actually, yeah. No, I, I then replied to that, <laughs> like, libeling Lee Harpin, so that's why I got blocked. <laughs> like, in, 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 in <laughs> what a thread that uh, uh, Rachel Weimer tagged into. I said, in response to that one, don't you have a rave to be crying in the corner of? I replied to it saying, despite the Gabber article, I've heard that crying isn't what you'd often find him doing in the corner of a club back then. Yeah, okay. Not specific enough to be liable technically. But any, I, but I, anybody, I get, I'm a finest legal knows, mind of my generation. Knows, knows. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I liked one other tweet as well that was like, Lee, are you sure you're the best person to be asking this question? Just... <laughs> yeah, a guy synonymous with like the gutter of journalism yeah. like um but yeah what's really funny is that rachel weirmouth like just while you were talking there i just checked her likes and she like literally hasn't even like liked anything uh acknowledging len mccluskey's tweet saying that this is just a complete straightforward untruth why why mention it uh she just completely ignored that but then today yes uh, she tweeted Spent a good chunk of the last day blocking people and reporting tweets, including a particularly nasty example of misogyny, where my face was photoshopped onto Sauron from Lord of the Rings. Which is incorrect. They, they actually photoshopped, like, they did a photoshop involving the mouth of Sauron, i.e. The, the weaselly little bastard that does his bidding and whispers his words into, into the, the ears of leaders. So it you know, actually makes more sense. So is the mouth of Sauron a set not just Sauron's mouth? No, no, the the mouth of uh, well, well, it, no, it was it was like his herald, if you like. Okay, I've not seen the films in a while. Yeah, he's, he's, I, but... I think I think he was basically like cut to about a minute of screen time in the films or something like. Just that uh, they just had him anyway, as being I... an ugly looking bastard that gets killed. Um... I, I see. I Anyway, I, I think it's really funny, though, because you you see, like, a particularly nasty example of misogyny, and you're like, oh, my God, like, what kind of horrible stuff is this? Where my face was photoshopped onto Sauron from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> ah, uh, yes, the age-old misogynistic trope. <laughs> Why activists ever think bullying people will work? pathetic really in fact that he's literally cut from the theatrical versions he's only in like the the super extended versions you could get on dvd oh man this is so funny she's actually like still mad about this tweet because she's linked the tweet now and replied to somebody who some guy with like uh, a scottish and ukrainian flags in his bio was uh, was like you definitely give off more of a hobbit vibe um <laughs> Reply guys are so weird, man. But anyway, uh, like political <laughs> journalist reply guys. But anyway, she replies, 
Twitter still hasn't taken it down. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally just like, my master, Starm of the Great, bids thee welcome. Is there any in this route with authority to treat with me? Rachel Weirmouth. And it's just like Mouth of Sauron with like her, a picture of a Mouth of Sauron character with like her face and the mouth of of the mouth, yeah. <laughs> her, her face over the the head and the mouth of the mouth of Sauron on over her mouth. Like you got that. The thing is, like that's like completely beyond the pale. The worst thing she's ever seen on Twitter, and yet like some horrible labor rights source, you know, whose name may or may not be Luke Akerst, is like. Yeah, this Zara Sultana is a terrible traitor to her country, and uh, you should tell everyone that. She's like, yeah, 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 yeah I will. Yeah, don't yeah, worry. Don't worry. Uh, got anything else yeah. to say? Yeah, here's, here's a list of twelve traitors. You know, what should we do about them? She's troublesome, maybe. <laughs> By well, the way, I just love some, that kind. Said, of, that like said I was Kia's mouth, and that's misogyny. I I, I just love like for, for like shell shocked reply to mm. this person. It's not even like direct response to what they said. Twitter still hasn't taken it down. No full stop or anything. Just like I couldn't even get to the end of the sentence. It was so traumatic. <laughs> what, what, what do you reckon they? What do you reckon they read at the the Rachel William of Charlotte Nichols book club? Like what? Oh well, what? Oh fuck! What was it? Ah shit! Was it like some something to do with Russia? Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, all the classics, all the classics. Oh, yeah, the canon, the literary canon. Animal Farm, (laughs) the canon. 1984, Animal Farm, yeah. 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 Yeah, probably Atlas shrugged from how quickly Charlotte Nichols has been right. <laughs> I'm just sorry. I'm just reading the replies to Rachel Weirmouth. Some guy is like, "Very sorry to hear this, Rachel. Hope you're okay." <laughs> it's like it's the mouth of Sauron from Lord of the Rings. I, reply: I am totally fine. That feel it's, when you are totally it's fine. It's not fucking archived. Damn it. Some guy is like, you shouldn't be abused, but you've just completely ignored the fair criticism you've received from a lot of people. Like I say completely ignored, like didn't even acknowledge the Lembekluski tweet in any way. <laughs> Journalists need to report facts and the current culture of publishing anonymous quotes, which is simply not true, makes people not take you seriously. 71 likes on that. What? Rachel replies, sure. <laughs> One like on that. <laughs> <laughs> and then some, some, another fucking like cunt reply guy replies to her like... You shouldn't be abused, but I mean FFS. And she res- she says dot dot dot. But I think you should. Is how he would have liked to finish that sentence. <laughs> it's like yeah, just like get re- just read the worst into any person who's just saying stuff like, well, look, there's an actual reason that people don't like some of your work. Just like oh, fuck off, you abusive bastard. And then also accused some guy who apparently is a PCC. He does have Police and Crime Commissioner for Cleveland in as a little thing in his profile picture. I was like, did she just like do a bit of opposition research on like anyone replying to her tweets? <laughs> the popular show Twitter account did a good tweet, which was like they posted for Rachel Weirmer thing of like a particularly nasty example of misogyny, dot dot dot. Where my face was photoshopped onto Sauron from Lord of the Rings. Like, 
they posted that screenshot and were like, rule one of denouncing trolls. Avoid being specific about what they did. It will often sound funny and not actually that bad. I mean, it, it's like when that guy was like, the hard left, they abused me. One of them called me wank. What? That guy, Andrew Whitaker, was wank, like, one of them called me wank Drew Shitaker. Classic tweet. Or that video that the Tories did about getting abused by the left, which in retrospect set the tone for the next two years of demented anti-Corbyn hysteria, <laughs> where one of them was just like, I got called a cunt by kids in the park. <laughs> no, it's better than that. I got called a cunt in the park by teenagers, I think was the exact quote. Yeah. And he's got the, 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 the smuggest face the world's <laughs> ever seen as well. <laughs> really funny stuff from, from, from Kiamath. <laughs> maybe that was the misogyny it was like the fact that you know saying that she's just Keir Starmer's mouthpiece instead of uh, an independent mind- minded journalist with who just happens to think the same as all other journalists who also support Keir Starmer was that Gapes' slogan was it like labour value labour values an independent mind or something <laughs> I, I believe it was a confused mind but yeah that was something like that <laughs> that was before his advisors got hold of <laughs> yeah Richard Miller sorted that one out for him <laughs> Gape for victory that was the real effective slogan <laughs> so we've had another scandal with Mishkan Derea who Starmer briefly worked for and had to be prevented by Corbyn from doing further work for. Le- yeah, yeah, he wanted yeah. to like take a part-time job yeah. with them in like 2017. So, that, so they he? recently got hammered for a third time for like money laundering, uh, at least one of which was about Russian money. But let me find here because it was in like Pop Bitch newsletter this week. There was like a whole section on their massive Russian links. Here we go. Oh, uh, nice. In the interest of fairness, we played a quick visit to Mishkondorea's special VIP Russia website last week to see what services <laughs> they were offering Russia's super rich. It's a good job when we went when we did, as the site appears to have quietly disappeared from the internet earlier this week without any notice. The old URL now redirects to their generic services page, which makes no mention of the previously stated fact that 70% of their instructions come from foreign clients, where they once boasted the largest dedicated group of international injunction specialists in London. There is now nothing. (laughs) And as for the advice their culturally sensitive lawyers once offered a high-profile Russian individual in relation to the UK tax implications of his offshore trust and corporate structure so as to maximise confidentiality. You'd never know they'd done a look of work for him looking at the site today. Keir Starmer, of course, in 2014, delighted to be joining Mishkondorea and to remain with Doughty Street Chambers under new dual capacity rules. So it'd be a really good bet <laughs> if people were just to like repeatedly ask him, like, did you do any work in these departments? Can you confirm? Would that he you already have been a Labour candidate by that? In 2014, point? they certainly would have been doing dodgy shit when he did do some work for them. So he was selected. It. He, he would no, have been involved he, he, in the Labour Party. He would have been. He 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 left office in the DPP role in November 2013. I believe he joined the Labour Party very shortly after that because he only wasn't in the Labour Party because. He couldn't really be in that role. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure, he was then, sure. That was the he was reason. then selected as a candidate in December 2014. So he hadn't yet been selected as a candidate, but he definitely would have been in the Labour Party. Probably would have been quite active in his, his CLP at, by that point. 
Oh yeah, the minute he joined yeah. the Labour Party, he was oh, destined yeah. Yeah, to become yeah, yeah. a uh, parliamentary candidate. And then again, was it 2017? He uh, was going to take a part-time job with them, but by that point, he was in Jeremy Corbyn's Tw- shadow cabinet. Yes, yeah, so he 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 resigned from Mishkondorea in September 2016. That was when he joined the the cabinet, basically. Nah, so before before yeah. that point. He, he was able to keep the role up and did. So he was working for them from 2014, mid-2014 to mid-late 2016. So that's over two years. They had that department for basically letting Russians get away with all sorts of dodgy financial stuff, specifically targeted to Russian oligarchs and so on via their website during that whole time. So, yeah, we really need to start badgering this guy with, like, can you confirm Can you <laughs> yeah. confirm what departments did he work in? What work did he do for him? Did he give and he would have gone back to work for them, wouldn't he, mm-hmm. if Corbyn hadn't said he was. That. He was a consultant for them, so he wouldn't have been doing the, the hands-on work for it. But what, what, what departments was he consulting with? What, who was he advising? in like within the company what areas Mm. Um, questions to answer once again yeah yeah there's so many questions that this guy has to answer very shady individual you could almost almost say that he has uh, baggage yeah I, i would suggest that you know no matter his many qualities that the Labour centrists should probably have looked to try and get a leader that didn't have so many troubling associations um Mm, skeletons yeah. in his closet. Some yeah, of them I might, think we need a some new... Some of them might well not hold up, but the fact that they're there and they've got people asking questions, they should have gone for someone completely un- uncontroversial. I'm a huge supporter of Starmer's politics. Yes. I love I love NATO. I, if we could find some way of combining NATO and, and, and ASBOs, that would be my politics summed up neatly. I mean, I, I think, I think Paul, Mason, Paul Mason's your best bet for that in a number of ways. If you're talking about actually <laughs> Well, because he's yeah, got an asbo yeah. for his ridiculous fucking anti-social behaviour. Yeah, something to do with like hundred within hundred metres of a fountain. I, I'm not. I don't. I don't see the exact of it. Yeah, but but regrettably, uh, I think that Starmer needs to step aside for somebody yeah. from a newer generation without yeah. the the history that he has. You G- know, give Starmer a nice ceremonial role. It's like in a new chairman of the party or something. You know. Yeah. Done a nice nice thing to do. Uh, and no one's no, no one's a bigger Starmer supporter than me, but enough is enough. He has to go. You know, he's he's just too pro Putin for uh, for the, the the current thing. <laughs> exactly. Enough is enough. That's what I say. So yeah, I mean, should we wrap up? I think we've pretty much we've covered quite a lot of stuff today. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of war. Yeah. Wanted to do a war thing with the three of us. Yeah. War. War. War is good. War is great. Ah, you've registered as a Democrat. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were saying, I was talking to you last night, and we were talking about how Biden, I mean, to you he's shit, to me he barely exists. He, he, he is <laughs> such like a low-key presence. Um, and that is what liberals wanted. They all, they, you know, they all just wanted to go to fucking brunch and tune politics out. And then now yeah. they're getting somewhat interested again because they they smell the scent of blood. They hear the drums of war. <laughs> 
in the run-up to the election, I saw so many people saying, oh, I just want politics to be boring again. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, that's not yeah. why. That's a terrible take. Well, you hear we got it, and then when you get boring politics, you then get really scary politics afterwards. Again, that's why they, they like the political deadlock of democratic government. They're just like, oh, well, I don't. I think the Republicans are a bit scary, but I don't want somebody to actually push uh, an opposing agenda to the Republican one. <laughs> yeah. So if we just don't have any kind of progress forwards or backwards, then uh, <laughs> I think that will be, you know, my comfort zone. Yeah, a vote for Democrats is a vote for deadlock, and a vote for Republicans is a vote for no progress so kind of deadlock in a different way yeah it's it's <laughs> terrible <laughs> but yeah clint was right about democratic governments you know they just don't get anything done they just don't do the work they're just slackers <laughs> oh well don't you know though it's all thanks to blame one certain republican or right-wing democrat who's in office it's all there oh fault. yeah joe manchin and not like a systemic yeah. issue yeah 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 it's definitely or, or Chris, Chris, it's definitely yeah. Dome, joe manchin Kristen cinema yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on the thing is uh, like any system that uh, allows them yeah to get well, it's not them it's mcconnell is this is there's a problem that's deeper than those specific politicians yeah the fact yeah. biden can't yeah. stand up to these absurd people mm. There's the fact that there's like four people in the whole of Congress who actually have like a blind trust for their <laughs> stocks and they're yeah. not just insider trading yeah. all the time. <laughs> four out of like 400. <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's just systemic issues. America has democracy in the same way that it has freedom of the yeah. press, which is to say that it's it's just a kleptocracy, an oligarchy. Yeah. It's just it has a thin yeah. veneer of it for the cameras. Thinly yeah. veiled yeah. rule of the wealthy. Yeah, that's why you get your news from China state affiliated media. <laughs> Not that they don't have their Fuck own yeah. oligarch class, obviously. I mean, it's <laughs> like, if I, guys if like I'm gonna Chloe Zhao's get propaganda. Dad. I'm going to get propaganda that agrees with to be me. Fair, yeah, yeah, exactly. To be fair, to be fair, Jack, it's about two recordings or something since we were uncritically singing the praises of Chen Weihua. I love that guy. Great guy. I'm, I'm going to critically yeah, sing his praises guy. now yeah. he rules <laughs> king king amongst men well, yeah he's, he's retweeting dunks on hillary clinton like today good guy well yeah because she's like <laughs> condemning <laughs> these fucking war crimes fair, he is also repeating uh, retweeting like opinion tucker carlson the questions about the biolabs in ukraine everyone should be asking well, uh, so does Kanye West. Uh, he loves Tucker Carlson in the, the new documentary. Tucker, they like watch a clip of Tucker Carlson bigging up that mad speech where Kanye cried about how his dad almost had him aborted. <laughs> and like, uh, and um, uh, and he's like, this guy's talking truth. And everyone thinks that Kanye's like a straight up on the level kind of guy. So I don't see why why we should hold that against Chen. <laughs> But no, it's true, like, Hillary Clinton has been fucking coming out and saying shit like, oh, the war crimes, the war crimes are bad. If Russian leadership would rather not be accused of committing war crimes, they should stop bombing hospitals. Incidentally, here's a quote from the Pentagon while Hillary Clinton was in government. Hospital bombing in Afghanistan, not a war crime, <laughs> Pentagon says. <laughs> 
<laughs> Obama in 2015 bombed a doctors without borders hospital in Afghanistan in 2015, killing 42 people and wounding dozens more. Bill Clinton bombed Sudan's largest medical supplier in 1998. Uh, I'm getting these facts from Abby Martin, yeah. who does not yet have Russian state-affiliated media in her party, <laughs> which is something, something at least. Give it time. That that could sound like I'm being... Because that's just a little gripe before we get off. Like, I've seen some people kind of really buckling in this. Mm. Like, as if we have to get bellicose about Russia because liberals think we support him or whatever. I'm like, well, liberals yeah. think a lot of fucking stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, I think that we should avoid feeling guilted into starting to sound like Mike Gapes. Yeah. Be, uh, Everyone who I mean, goes against the libs is on the payroll. Be honest. We, we I, produced, I sound we, like yeah, Mike Gapes because I'm a great hundreds impressionist. We've produced hundreds of episodes of a podcast specifically trying to sound like Mike Gapes. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that is our whole thing. Okay, bye. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, let's uh, wrap this up. Then. Peace, guys. Peace, everyone at home. Yeah, peace. Good talking. They got sisters and brothers fighting against one another. They got dreams and schemes and build war machines. Try to outdo each other. We got children that are starving, but that don't bother them. They're much too busy getting rich To worry about our little children Save me Jesus Save me Jesus Save me Jesus Jesus save me From this God forsaken place They got satellites and spaceships Flying across the universe They kill before and they'll kill again Just so they can say they first They built monuments and churches And things I ain't seen yet And they've signed them all with their autographs In case you might forget Save me Jesus Save me, Jesus. Save me, Jesus. Jesus, save me from this God-forsaken place. And Lord, when it's all over, they'll think you should be proud. And there'll be a few who'll offer you anything for your job. among friends Don't put me back with these power crazy Money lovers again Save me Jesus Save me Jesus Save me Jesus Jesus save me From this God forsaken place Save me Jesus Save me, Jesus. Save me, Jesus. Jesus, save me from this.
It's exciting, it's young people, it's crowdsourcing.